Welcome to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. Thank you for listening. And now, here's the Sunday's message. So as many of you know, one of the priests I live with, Father Tim, is blind. And I had this really cool experience a couple days ago where I got to help him blind-proof the house. So what that looked like is uh, we walked together through the house and he kind of saw where all the walls were, all the stairs were, um, and I showed him how to use the appliances. We actually put braille dots on things like the microwave or the washing machine so that he knew how to use them. And when I showed him, okay, like if you turn this dial to this braille dot, it's this setting, and if you turn it to this one, it's this, he was like, okay, it was like a revelation for, for him. He was, he was able to see even though he couldn't see. And it was so interesting to see Father Tim move through the house from place to place, like literally memorizing the house room by room and creating in his imagination an image of the house that existed so that he could see even though he couldn't physically see. Now, Father Tim is physically blind, but I think that all of us have a certain spiritual blindness when it comes to the Mass in the sense that we don't experience the fullness of what is available to us because we don't have the eyes to see it. We're in the midst of a preaching series called Breaking Bread Together, and it's helping all of us enter into how we pray the Mass. And some of you sometimes might come to Mass and find it a little bit boring. You know, there's no shame here if that's the case. You might find yourself checking your watch because he's still preaching, he's still going on here. You might end up, when you drive home, thinking to yourself, what even was the point of that? Why, why did I do that? But I think a lot of you maybe enjoy coming to Mass. You think to yourself, I actually like the Mass. I like the music. Uh, I get to meet my friends here and, and have this awesome community. Sometimes the preaching isn't even half bad. Some of you crazy people might even like some of the homilies. But is that all the Mass is? Is it, is it just a concert? Is it just a, a community social hall? Is it just like, you know, the Catholic version of TED Talk? Is that all that the Mass is? Or is there something going on at the Mass? Is there a hidden reality to the Mass that I'm missing out on because I just don't have the eyes to see it? There's this saying, you don't know what you don't know, right? Because if you knew it, then you would know it. But is there a hidden reality that we don't even know that we're missing because we don't have the eyes to see? Well, I think a similar dynamic is happening in today's celebration of the transfiguration. This day when Jesus revealed himself to his apostles. And Peter, James, and John, they've known Jesus pretty well. They've traveled with him for years up to this point. And they probably think that they have him figured out by this point. You know, we like his teachings. We're friends with him. We, we're friends with his other disciples. I think most of them would even have gone so far as to say, he's the Messiah. He is the man that God has sent to set us free from our enemies. They, they would have believed in him to that sense, and they would have thought to themselves, we know Jesus. We've seen him. We know what he is. But in the instant of the transfiguration, suddenly they see a side of Jesus they've never seen before. This, this glory that he's always had, but up to that point, 
had been hidden from them. His face shone like the sun. His clothes were dazzling, brilliant white. And there's this dark, there's this bright cloud shining over them that is somehow causing a shadow, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's almost like their human language can't describe the glory of what they're seeing. They're, he's speaking with Moses and Elijah, these prophets from of old who have since died, and so he has this connection with the afterlife. And then the heavens open up and the voice of God is heard saying, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. It's like heaven is touching down on the earth where they're standing. And suddenly they realize Jesus is more than just an ordinary man. He's more than just a good teacher. He's more than just a good friend. He's more even than just the Messiah. He's all of those things, but he is God in the flesh. He is the Son of God. He is the Divine One, the Creator of all that is, the Alpha and the Omega. This Jesus, who has always had that, but they weren't able to see it until this revelation. But when they get up from the ground where they fall and prostrate because they're just so amazed by what they're seeing, suddenly Jesus is back to normal, it seems. It's, it's like he's his ordinary human self again. But I'm sure they never forgot that moment, right? In the, in the coming days and weeks after they had left that mountain, when Jesus was eating with them or, or helping them build the bonfire, whatever else they were doing in just their ordinary human lives, they would have been able in their imagination to look at him and remember the glory that is hidden from their physical eyes. Well, what if the Mass could be our transfiguration moment? What if the Mass could be our chance to see with spiritual eyes what is normally hidden from us and our physical senses? Because make no mistake, at every single Mass, a miracle takes place. A tremendous miracle takes place because ordinary bread and wine becomes the body and the blood of Jesus himself. Every single Mass. The Mass is the highest form of worship that we can give to God because at the Mass we enter into the very worship of heaven because the King of heaven himself comes to us on the altar. He makes himself present to us. Heaven touches down here on earth every single Mass. But this is a miracle that we often can't see. It's not physically apparent to us. The Eucharist still looks like bread, right? It still tastes like wine. How can we see with our spiritual eyes that it's Jesus? Well, going back to blind-proofing the house with Father Tim, as I was leading him through the house, he was getting a mental image in his mind, using his imagination of the reality of the house so that he could experience it. And you can actually do something similar when you come to Mass. You can actually use your God-given ability of imagination at Mass to enter into the worship of heaven, to not physically see, but with your spiritual eyes, see the reality that is taking place. Now, I want to be very clear. When I'm talking about using imagination at Mass, 
I'm not saying that we're playing make-believe at Mass. Like, oh, I really wish Jesus would be present here, and maybe if I just focus hard enough, it'll, it'll almost be like he is. Or like all of us together saying, if we all just imagine hard enough, Jesus will just pop onto the altar, and, that, and it'll just be in our minds. That's not what I'm talking about. Whether we imagine it, whether we believe it or not, Jesus really does come to us in the Eucharist. It's not like going back to Father Tim. It's not like Father Tim, if the stairs are in front of him, he can imagine the stairs behind him. He has to match the image in his mind to what is actually really present. Otherwise, he'll fall down the stairs, right? And so with all of us here at the Mass, the image that we have in our mind needs to match the reality that Jesus really is present. And when we use our imagination at Mass, it can help us experience the hidden reality. And saints throughout the history of the church have talked about this, have talked about how we can use our imagination to enter into prayer. And it's interesting enough that when we start to do this, God actually takes over and leads us by showing us images that we would have never come to on our own. Now, you might be thinking, this sounds a little complicated. Sounds a little bit over my head. I'm not sure if this kind of prayer is for me, or I, I want to do this kind of prayer, but where would I even start? Well, why don't we practice right now? Can we do that? Can we all practice right now so that we can have spiritual eyes to see the Mass like we've never seen it before? And so I invite all of you right now to close your eyes, and I want you to pray from the heart asking that the Holy Spirit would open up your spiritual eyes so that you can see. Just from your own heart. Say, Jesus, I want to see you. I want you to reveal yourself to me. Help me meditate. Holy Spirit, open up my mind to the hidden mystery of the Mass. And then with your eyes still closed, I'm going to read to you part of that first reading, the description of God in heaven. Because that same God who that passage describes comes to us on the altar. And I want you, as I'm speaking, to imagine what it would look like when Jesus becomes present in the Eucharist on the altar. The Ancient One took up his throne. What does that look like? His clothing was bright as snow. And his throne was a flame of fire. A surging stream of fire flowed out from where he sat. Thousands upon thousands of angels were ministering to him. And myriads upon myriads attended him. You can all open your eyes now. Were you able to picture something? Were you able to imagine something? 
even if it was hard at first, this is proof that you can do this. This is proof that you can pray this way. It might not come naturally, it might come easier for some people, but you can all do this. The image of Jesus that you were forming in your mind, that same Jesus, in his glory, robed in brilliant majesty, with angels bowing down before him, that same Jesus comes to us in the Mass, the very same one. And you can use those spiritual eyes that you were just using to see him. At the moment of the consecration, you can join in with the millions and millions of angels that bow down low all over this church that are bowing down low before the King of Heaven as he takes up his throne. When, when the priest holds up the host and says, Behold the Lamb of God, you can take him at his word and behold the Lamb of God with his eyes like fire, with his crown on his head, with just love pouring off of him. This is the King of Heaven, and he is here in the Eucharist. When we sing the great Amen, when we sing Holy, 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 you're joining in with all the saints of Heaven, including your loved ones who have gone on to the Lord. They are here with us, worshiping the King together. This is the hidden beauty of the Mass. And as you meditate upon this, on the fact that every single Mass, the body, blood, soul, and divinity is present to us, your prayer at the Mass will take off. It'll never be the same. When you understand that heaven meets earth during the Mass, then even if the music is terrible, or all of your friends move away, or the preaching gets even worse than it already is, you will still love to come to Mass because you'll be coming to experience the miracle of heaven touching earth. The heavens touch the earth, not just in a way that you can see, but in a way that you can receive. Right? Because when you come up in that line and the minister holds up the host and says, the body of Christ, you can now respond with this reverent, awe-filled, amen, I believe and receive that King of Kings into your own heart. So use your imagination at Mass. Use your imagination at Mass, not because we wished what we were seeing is real, but because it actually is. It is real. Thank you for listening to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, subscribe and share this with a friend. God bless and have a great week.